Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get this party started. This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. It's on a website. This is FNA. Man, get out my way and watch out as I come. <laughs> I am a god. Now what? Why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass? <laughs> That's a scary crew. As far as the product goes. Uh, the voice of a new generation, man. You guys are the young guys. Are really at the top of their games. The two of them had something in common. We bring you Radio Ecstasy. Oh, it's beautiful. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. FNA. FNA. Let it happen. This is the FNA Podcast. Thursday edition of the FNA Podcast. Kevin Figures, Adam Olson with you. Thank you for joining us, as always. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at KFig1. Adam is at Follow Adam A. We are at FNA Show on Twitter, as well as Facebook.com slash FNA Show, Instagram at FNA Show. Also go to FNAPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner before you purchase items from Amazon.com. You know what today is? Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hey, hey, she had a fat ass, you know what I mean? Throw that ass ass back. Fat ass Thursday? Okay. Or fat ass Thursday. Okay. Girl, you're thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. It's also... We're talking about the Simpsons uh, on the uh, first edition of the show this week. Uh, with your video game fact, and somebody, I follow a couple of accounts on Twitter that kind of look back nostalgically at some Simpson episodes. Sports, 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 and they sports. had uh, Bart imagined himself as overweight and working from home, and he said, "I wash myself with a rag on a stick." <laughs> <laughs> and he's just laying there with rolls on rolls on rolls. Hey, I mean, ass. my God, <laughs> it, it was amazing. I can't picture Bart that fat, considering no one ages in cartoons. Yeah, well, yeah, they tried to fast forward. It's a, a different time. What year that is, I don't know, because he's been 10 for 30 years. Was so. that a Treehouse of Horrors? That was not a okay. Halloween episode, no. He was imagining his, Homer. There was an, an episode where Homer actually got more overweight, so obese, <laughs> Whoa. That, he, I need that, beer now. that he had to work from home. They actually set him up with a home computer. It's too many he, empty calories in that duff beer. He went on. No, he, he purposely he like he bought a weight gainer, and the guy <laughs> at the GNC was like, "Lucky for you, this stuff doesn't work," because he was already fat. So, I bought a weight gainer once when I was in seventh grade. Yeah, so he was uh, Homer was already overweight, and he was like, "You have to hit a certain mark. You have to be three hundred or four hundred, whatever the number was." In order to be eligible for disability, where you can work but you stay from home. Oh, that was his angle. His angle was I can work from home. Wouldn't the uh, the plant, the power plant, want him back home working? If anything, so he doesn't screw anything up. You would think how yeah. he kept his job this entire time. I don't know. Well, that was the whole thing. Clarity use, for us. I use this a lot of times when talking about. You know, you feel like you're shouting at the clouds when you try to convince somebody of something that's not a popular take that. Oh, like Tom Brady's overrated, or that maybe LeBron is as good as Michael Jordan. And pe- people just don't want to listen. And I kind of equate it to Frank Grimes. Well, Frank Grimes is the guy who like fought his ass off, like his parents died when he was young, self-taught, got a job at the power plant, and he observes Homer's life, and he's like, how the F does this happen? 
How are you a giant doofus, but you're in charge of the safety of an entire town? Some guys. You have a well-paid job. Your wife is beautiful. You have an, you have a home. You have friends. And I have nothing. And I've worked my ass off my entire life. And you basically skated through life and had everything handed to you. This makes no sense. And he went through he went through this he went through a mental breakdown. And by the end of the episode. He unintentionally killed himself. He was like, I can do whatever I want. You know why? Because I'm Homer Simpson. Oh, look at this. High voltage. It doesn't matter because I'm Homer Simpson. And he died. That's amazing. See, I should have been able to watch The Simpsons back then. Now, when I was able to, by the time I got to, it was the early 2000s. And there were still... slope by that point. Yeah. There were some good episodes and some good moments. One that comes to mind, and this may be a replay from an earlier episode, but I think it's Homer looking at his notes saying, I got a lot to keep track of all the time. And then it says, like, who are his two buddies at work? Carl and um, um, Lenny. Lenny and Carl. Like his notepad said, I got a lot. He says to himself, I got a lot to keep track of. You guys don't know how it is. Carl Black, Lenny White. I remember that. <laughs> and they yeah. sat to look and think about it when he was addressing him afterwards. <laughs> he was like, man, my mind goes a mile a minute. And they basically looked up into his brain, and it was one monkey eating a bug off the back of another monkey. That is the content of Homer Simpson's brain. And mine sometimes, too. So I guess we're one of a kind when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on the show. Um, if you want to leave a voicemail... I don't believe we have one for today's show. Oh. So, uh, 949-478-1197. You know what? Maybe today's rap news will inspire a call. Last week's rap news did from Peter. Um, <laughs> he got upset with us. He did. Well, look, not my fault. There was some information. Ice Cube sends out 95 tweets. I'm sorry if I don't see all of them. New the, S came to light. Yeah, and the one publication that I did see did not even reference that particular topic. They talked about something completely else that well, he was talking about. I would never about. use that news source again. It's fake news, foe. It wasn't fake. <laughs> I mean, he actually did take rants against Hollywood. That they just, I guess, they just omitted that part of the rant for some particular reason. Yeah. I don't know. Curious omission there. I will say so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not denying you on that. Um, but we do have another story, a rap news story today, which is not from that publication. So okay. maybe maybe this is more uh, uh, more flushed out, a little bit more meat to this story. Yeah, some accurate info. Accurate info, um, mostly because I saw it and I heard it. Uh, and this is from one of our favorite subjects when it comes to rap news. Tupac Shakur. He's, no. Oh. This is, uh, he's still alive. Uh, we haven't talked about him in a while because he hasn't done much in a while. Okay. Uh, but he released a song a couple of days ago. All these weak rappers, Nas. I don't think he's weak. Not Nas? Actually patterns himself after Nas. As a matter of fact, he made a song called I Let Nas Down. Oh. And Nas actually responded by saying, no, nah, you didn't let me down. I just want to inspire you to be better. That's all. Stop making these trash-ass radio hits. So did he get rid of that song? Oh, no. It was still <laughs> on his... Only kind of let Nas It was still down. on his second album? First album, I believe. But it's J. Cole. The cat's out of the bag now. All right. So J. Cole released a track that many people find controversial and misogynistic. One of the best new rappers in the game who even, I have seen live. I don't even know if he's... Can you say he's new anymore? Kevin took me to a concert. Yeah. You're right. He's been mainstream for a damn decade now. At least. I mean, he How got, many mixtapes did he have? Let me see. He had the come up, the warm up, uh, Friday Night Lights, and I believe he had another one. He had at least four mixtapes, and all. And the first one that I can remember, I believe the come up came out like in two thousand and eight. Okay, seven or eight, maybe. So he's been on the scene for a long ass time. Twelve years ago, for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he, these new rappers. Ugh, 
Don't get me started on new rappers now. Kevin, don't Again, go down I, that no, road. I know. I'm an old man. I'm the old man complaining about these young rappers and how trash they are and they all sound the same. But you're not lying. You're not wrong. Am I wrong? Not all of them. Just many of them. Even some of the young kids think new rap is trash. Which and is they great. only listen to stuff from the 90s and 2000s. That makes me shed a tear. <laughs> there is hope. Yeah. There, however little, there is some. I've made the statement before. Before we had Kendrick and J. Cole, what was the last great rap album, front to back? It was Outcast? probably... I don't know. Probably Outcast, The Love Below, and Speaker Box. Yep. Or and that was what, 2003? Right around the same time was Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even know how great of an album that was from a content standpoint. To me, we went I know we had some hits on that. But five years. It was a long period of time. <laughs> when Lil Wayne, when they started saying Lil Wayne's the best rapper in the game, I was like, well, the game, <laughs> the game, the game is trash. This game, game. this game is broken. <laughs> Maybe blowing that cartridge yeah. a little bit. Triple H won no part of this game. He's like, this is not the game I signed up for. I'm out. It's the game, man. And it's not that Lil Wayne is bad. I like he, some Lil Wayne. But best ever? Nah. A lot of people oh, feel like that. Best of all time? Nah, man. I can't get with that. He does have some really witty His wordplay is very witty, but that doesn't make you a great rapper. It's you all know, about delivery, yeah. your passion. I'd rather you don't have to have the greatest wordplay, but what does your message say? You know, like Talib Kweli is he's a good liter- lyricist, but his wordplay necessarily isn't like top notch, but his message is great. Message. You know, so I mean. That, Same with Common. Huh? Yeah. I mean, well, Common's wordplay is actually pretty solid, too, but his overall message, you're right. I was just you trying know? to relate and threw no. that name out there. No, I, I would say Common's a very good lyricist. Common, the problem with him is. He was great at the All-Star he, game. He never had any like major hits because he never made mainstream, you know, mainstream songs like that. Who did he have beef with? Was it Cube? Ice Cube and Common? If they did, I don't I don't recall. Didn't Common have a diss track for somebody? I thought he was in a major beef in the nineties. If it if it was, it's over my head. Okay. You know, I, I know uh, Jay Z uh, referenced him. I don't think he and Jay Z ever had a beef. The bitch in yo. But uh two O's. <laughs> who's the bitch? I don't know who the bitch is. I'm I'm looking for it. You're a bitch. We well, don't know who the up, bitch look is. Look up common beef. <laughs> That, Rapper that, Common Beef. That's what I did. And, and the, the song something. that's coming up is The Bitch and Yo. Now I'm trying to see who the song was directed towards here. Uh, I don't want to say it's beneath him. Oh, it was. It kind of beneath him. It looks like it was Ice Cube. Okay. Yeah. And that's not easy to go after someone like Ice Cube. I mean, we did after Peter straightened us out with that phone call. Oh, that was pretty, pretty egregious. <laughs> he was obviously in the wrong. But Cube did. But I think Cube and it was something to do with. When he was with Westside Connections, so their first album, when was that? 96? About out? That was mid-90s, yeah. Okay. yeah. Him and Mac 10 and the crew, which I liked. And maybe Common was trying to get put on the scene at that point in time, because Common never seemed like the type to to really go after and beef with people like that. I wonder if he fired Is the that first a, shot. a marketing type I, of situation be i'm times. going after somebody sometimes it is games right that with jay-z when he first hit the scene and jay-z just ignored it is that why 50 cent went on jaw roll went after him <laughs> well i'm going I, I, to slay this rapper that i know is trash but he is very popular and that's going to elevate my profile work. i mean did it not work for a little bit yes it did i mean it, it destroyed ja Rule's career <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, so i mean fatality give 50 that i don't think anyone has destroyed someone's career to the length that 50 Cent did Ja Rule. Because no. at the time, Ja Rule was the most popular huge. rapper. Now, he was doing duet raps, 
with R and B stars. But I mean, but it was, I liked he was them. doing songs with. I mean, well, he had his whole la- label with. Uh, he was doing stuff with the Murder Shanti Inc. and been Big Pun before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fat Joe, they had their whole little thing working. What's love? Then he did that song with J Lo, and they were using each other on each other's tracks. Yeah. Like he was, he was a. I would say like from like '99 to '01, he was one. He was probably one of the hottest acts in all of rap. And then it was over very quickly. And I thought 50 Cent was going to be the next big big thing because of it. I thought he was going to have, and I know he has longevity, you could say, but it's quality well, over quantity. But I mean, like, what's the last album 50 released? Was it Animal quantity Ambition? Quality over quality. Or was that 2014? Can we look up and see the last album that 50 Cent actually released? I want to say it was Animal Ambition. 50 with the, Cent with discography. The lion, with the giant, the, the picture of the growling lion. And was that the album he went up against Kanye in terms of album sales? I believe so. And he lost badly. Royally. Royally. <laughs> Yo, as crazy as Kanye what is, was Kanye's or was perceived album? to be. I want to say was that dark twisted fantasy? I think it was after that, wasn't it? Okay. I have to, I'm trying to get the, the He lost to Yeezus? The timeline. <laughs> Yeezus wasn't bad. You're I right. actually liked Yeezus. It, it's not that bad. I mean, it does have a few songs that I like. Jesus does? It's got that one. Which one? Where they sampled that beat from yeah. that group from the 60s and got right. sued. I forget what it's called. But he says, I'm going to F you on the sink and then give you something nice to drink. <laughs> I remember that line. He did say that. Okay, he has one. Oh, no, it's to be released. You're right. Animal Ambition from 2014 was his last album. Okay. I want to say Yeezus came out that same year, wasn't it? Wasn't 2014 Yeezus for, for uh, Kanye West? That's got and, it. And Kanye, I don't think, really promoted that album that much. It was very much, it was almost like his version of Beyonce's, you know, when she just dropped hers overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, or Drake. If you're, night. Drake, if you're reading this, it's too late. When he dropped that overnight with no, with no you know, promotion whatsoever. It says Yeezus came out in 2013. Does that mean <laughs> he got a head start or he was just like, no, from the point you drop you know animal what? ambition, we'll count Yeezus sales from that point on probably, head to head. And he probably I'll still, still outsell you. And he probably did, yeah. to be honest with you. That's sad. It it's, looks like, yeah, animal ambition only sold 124,000. 124,000. That, that's what it says. That is unbelievable. <laughs> in, the, in the U.S. So is that not even gold? Because gold's five hundred. Yeah, gold. You got to get at least halfway to the. I want to know where to go. Like. <laughs> Ain't gonna find it. Jeez. <laughs> get Richard Die Trying. Uh, eight million. Yeah, I was like, get Richard Die Trying. May have damn near came to go double platinum. There's a trend here though. The massacre, five million. Trending downward, huh? Curtis, one million. Yeah. <laughs> Before I self destruct, five hundred thousand. Yeah. So he's been in this downward spiral, and, and that's not, not the good kind, like Nine Inch Nails. And that's not counting the uh, the G Unit albums. I think there was two of them that they released. So Stunt one oh one as a group. Yeah, I so. like the first one. I remember that a little bit. Yeah, that's that was the best one. Young Buck was all over that, right? Oh yeah, Young Buck and uh, Tony Yayo, Lloyd Banks. Game was on the second. Uh, it was right before Lloyd Banks. Yeah, Young Buck stabbed a guy at some award ceremony. Somebody that came up to Dr. Dre. Correct. And there's footage of this. There is. There's this above this view. At, I think it was the BET Awards out here in downtown mm. um, years ago. He went to jail for that, right? Yeah, and they had the voicemail where he was crying, talking to 50 on the phone, That's and they had the falling out. Not a good look. The tears keep flowing. A lot of beef with G-Unit. Who would have thought the, the game? New- the youngest and newest member of G-Unit and the shortest tenured member of G-Unit is the one who's had the most longevity. Game. <laughs> Doctor's advocate. The one all the way from the West Coast. Blood, you know, blood, blood, he's the one that's at the long, the most longevity and relevancy from a music standpoint than the rest of them for sure. 
So he put out a double album. Was that his last album? It was. Right. It was. Did um, it deserve to be a double album? Or um, should he have shrunk that down? From what I remember, no. And quite honestly, few few double albums deserve to be double albums, in my opinion. To be How honest. many double album rap albums out there are quality all the way through? I mean, they don't have to be every track, but the majority, sixty percent. I mean, I'd say all eyes on me. That's the easy one. That doesn't have a lot of burner tracks on there. You could say Love Below and Speaker Box, but those are really just two different albums. They are. Individual right. albums they put together, and that was a marketing ploy. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. We're still outcast. <laughs> there's there's very few. First, for me, there was very few double albums in general. And I'll tell you, let's, uh, someone, who was it? Recently, it was a little mosey. One of these new rappers released a double album, or at least their album has like 26 tracks on it. Lil Who? I'm like, I don't like you enough to listen <laughs> to you for 26 straight songs. Was Drake Scorpion a double album? I've only listened to I it think on there was a Spotify. Deluxe, I think there was a deluxe version of it. You got the deluxe, So son. it's like you have the album, which has 13 tracks, or maybe 14, and then you have the deluxe album that might have five or six more on it. I hate the deluxe it's all stuff the same. that comes out later with yeah. the B-sides from that album. Well, because it forces people to buy more, but it all gets pulled together as buys of that particular album. That's how they do it. Yeah. That's how they fudge the numbers. All right, maybe we'll get back into this later in the show when we get into rap news, which we started more, early. I'm actually more riveted by this talk than about <laughs> damn baseball stuff again. Well, we can go baseball and update you on where the NBA is here in First Off. Let's go. Let's rock. Kevin, you've been working with Rogan and Rodney all day. What's the latest when it comes to baseball? F-U. F-U. Yes, baseball is giving us a giant double middle finger. Whether it's the the league or the players or both of them. I'm giving a middle finger back and I'm going under the leg like Tim Robbins in Nothing to Lose. One of my favorite underrated comedies with Martin Lawrence. Just don't stick your thumbs out to the side when you do it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I go. I've never been how's a fan. That? No, no, tuck your thumb in. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's better. The Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never been a fan of the 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 out the, the the thumb thick sticking out to the side when you flick somebody off. I feel like it loses its power for some reason when you do that. Interesting. I'm right-handed, but for some reason my left hand is more coordinated when it comes to flipping someone off. I can put my thumbs down in different positions. What have I been doing with this left hand all this time, Kevin? I don't want to know. That's not sexual? And by the way, your thumb was out in your left hand when you were doing that, by the way, too. It's so unconscious you don't even know. I mean, it's cool to each their own. Whatever you want to do. What is don't this change from? yourself for, for, on account of me. I think it was Eminem who talked about having his middle finger permanently stuck out like that. <laughs> <laughs> My middle the, finger won't go down. How do I wave? Wouldn't be the worst. So as of a couple of days ago, Major League Baseball had a... Conversation, and by Major League Baseball, I mean their commissioner who represents all the owners. So the commissioner, Rob Manfred, met with Tony Clark, who's the president of the Players Association. Now, Rob Manfred came away with that meeting believing that they had basically agreed in principle to a deal that would have 60 games played during the regular season for this year. Uh, immediately after that news started trickling out, and I believe that was on Wednesday morning, all of this started trickling out. Yeah, thanks, John Tony, Heyman. And it, well, it wasn't just John. <laughs> Rosenthal and Drellick and all these other guys started jumping on it, too. Heyman's the one who got his hymen ripped up on Twitter afterwards <laughs> for the erroneous information. Well, I don't know if it was erroneous. You have to take into account that these guys have sources and they're getting yeah. information from certain sources. So if he's being told, I don't hold it against a reporter for someone 
who works in the league office telling them something. That this, this is what I'm hearing, or sources say. That's why they say sources say. I don't know what he's reported or misreported in the past, John Heyman, but he was getting the Chris Broussard treatment. He was, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, I know Bill Shaken from the Times was one of the first that I noticed that came out and debunked the fact that any sort of framework of an agreement was in place. Oh. He says someone from the NFL, or excuse me, the Major League Baseball Players Association told him, there's not an agreement at all. We're not close to an agreement. It was simply a proposal. And then some of the others, your Rosenthal's and others, picked up on that and kept on and kept it going. Wasn't the wording something to the effect from even Rob Manfred's side? We have the framework. The framework of the possibility of a. It was one. It's like a lot of double lawyer type speak stuff. Yeah, non-committal. We, we have the framework of the possibility of a conversation of possibly having the start of a season. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Uh, you could say it's a step in the right direction because they have a point to build off of because wasn't it earlier today that the Major League Players Association actually came out and gave a counteroffer? Well, that was the issue. I mean, the problem was the initial reports, and this is why John Heyman, I think un- unjustifiably so, was getting raked over for just reporting what he was told, that there was an agreement in place, that a prin- agreement in principle for 60 games. Conflicting reports came out. And then as of this morning... We heard that the Players Association actually made a counterproposal of 70 games. And then Shaken was one of the first on the scene to say, well, the owners, one owner was quoted in saying, this offer was DOA from the start. Fatality. This Dead counter, on arrival. This counterproposal from the players back to the owners. Is, so we sit at a stalemate currently. It seems like a lot of things, like the Universal DH, they're cool on. They've, they've agreed to that at the very least. 16 playoff teams they're okay with. Yeah. Uh, a rev share in the postseason to a certain degree, however long the playoffs is, they've also agreed to that. Uh, the players have actually offered, since the since the poor little owners aren't going to make any money, or God forbid the billion-dollar franchises lose a couple of hundred million dollars this Living offseason. Living in squalor, Yeah, I'm Kevin. sure they are. The players have offered an extra revenue stream by being able to put advertisements on jerseys, similar to what you see with the Clippers with Bumble or the Lakers have uh, wish and uh, all over major league, uh, the major league soccer has them. International soccer's had it for years Mm -hmm. that the damn it, the WNBA, you don't even know who's playing who you have the farmers, LA team playing against the, you know, state farm, you know, Phoenix team. I must say, I'm not much of a purist or a traditionalist, but I do hate the advertisements on the jerseys because as a fan, then if I buy a jersey, if I want the official one, does that mean I have to get it with advertising on it? <laughs> because remember when you went to games, and I guess this still happens, but you get the free ball cap giveaway. Yeah, It has t-shirt. an advertiser on it. Yeah. I always hated that as a kid. It wasn't as cool cap. of having the official cap that has no sponsorship on it other than MLB Baseball and that so logo. So it will be the reverse in this situation. If you bought yourself a Bobby Jackson Kings jersey, but it didn't have a logo for whatever the hell their sleep train or what, what is their what, what is their sponsor up in Sacramento? I should it, know this. Is it still those armbands that was a giant like pyramid scheme or something that didn't actually work? Uh, what were those wristbands? The power balance. Yeah, power balance. Is that all. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> This will improve your athletic performance by point zero 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 one percent. I'm seeing blue diamond growers. Is that for the almonds? Is that the almonds? <laughs> That's pretty I good almonds. I get with that. That's Those are great almonds. almonds. Pretty good almonds. You know, Man, they got all the flavors. Okay, Wasabi. Right. But oh, so if you bought a jersey that didn't have the patch on it, would you complain that it's not official because it doesn't have the blue diamond logo? On I don't it? know what to think. <laughs>
Because I don't want the logo, but I do want to wear what the players are wearing. Because you don't want to be a walking advertisement for Blue Diamond. I just don't want anything to get in the way of why I love the jersey or the team and sponsorships. Is it really that much in the way? It's small in the NBA. I'll give it that. That's my thing. But you know it's going to get bigger and bigger over time. I don't know that. And I don't know if they'd allow that. It's a slippery slope. If you get to, eh, out of here. I don't think... You were going to get to a point in Major League Baseball or any of the major pro sports. The NFL hasn't even done it yet, and I think they will eventually, where you're going to have the name of the team taken off of the jersey completely. Maybe not name of the team. But I don't you see give that them an happening. inch, they're going to take a mile. They'll I, say, oh, a million for this little lettering will give you 10 million for bigger lettering. It'll happen in 50 years. It will. I mean, 50 years is a long time, so if it's going to happen that, that long from now, then... Safe bet for me. Whatever. We'll, ta- we'll take it. I'll but be I, dead and not I, able to complain about this. I'll be dead and won't give an F at that point in time. <laughs> I, I don't think it's that slippery of a slope, to be honest with you. All you right. know, and maybe they'll add an extra. And quite on, I mean, in the I'm grand guessing scheme that's just things, how it started. With smaller advertising that got bigger. It did not with the WNBA, I can tell you that for sure. But what about soccer back in the day? Did How far back? Like nineteen forties? Small to giant lettering on the EPL jerseys, or did it start smaller and then more more sponsorship came in? Because whenever you watch old school games, and we've been watching a lot of past sporting uh, performances recently, you hardly see any billboards, you hardly see any sponsorship. Oh yeah, it's way more pure. Oh, it so- happens. It trickles in over time. Yeah, no doubt. So I. I would think the same thing could happen when it comes oh, it to sponsorship can. on jerseys. It absolutely can, and there could be more. Somebody tweeted uh, Rogan and Rodney earlier today talking about, you know, I don't want Major League Baseball to turn into NASCAR where there's patches yeah. all over there's patches all over the place. And like, it, look how long NASCAR has been doing that. No other major sport is doing that where you literally have 900 sponsors all over your, your, your jersey. I don't think there's too many purists who own major franchises that would not allow that to happen. Yeah, I don't know if it gets that extreme, but – even to the extreme of the Lakers are not going to have the Lakers not on the front of their jersey. Well, that's also see, that's I, also extreme. I don't I'm just see talking that about the advertising being bigger than it is now. That's what I'm saying. So much, so much the bigger that it's off pit. That it turns into you how, know how much bigger is it going to be? A, a twenty font instead of the <laughs> instead of the twelve font <laughs> or the new courier which we use to cheat on our on our papers with. Yeah, I mean, some of us. I think it also depends on your. I mean, I had a conversation with Vasse about this earlier today. He's a pure on traditionalist, 100 to the nth degree. Doesn't want any kind of patch or any kind of swoosh or any kind of logo on anything. I'm not a traditionalist when it comes to that. If USC and Notre Dame tomorrow wanted to put names on the back of their jerseys in football, I could give two Fs about it. I don't Don't care. mind stuff that's related, like Nike that makes the jersey or Reebok that makes the jersey. That's never bothered me. It's something that's out of left field, like Diamonds Almonds on a a Kings jersey. Yeah, it just doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, maybe not that much, but it definitely doesn't make it better. I'd much rather have it it clean. Does it make it worse? I think it makes it Are you going to stop watching because they have blue diamond almond stitches on the on the jersey? Like, well, no. is it that big of a I'm, deal? But there's a difference between that and just it doesn't make it better. There's a wide chasm of difference between uh, those two it, things. I guess you could say it makes it better financially for them. It doesn't take. I'll put of it this course. way: it doesn't take anything away from me. It, it does takes nothing away from me. Well, yeah, I'm still going to watch, but you could throw that argument out there for all kinds of changes we've seen in sports over the years ultimately are you still going to watch it all comes down to that yes we are and so we're going to give in yeah i know there's there's certain things that you that you would prefer there's some people that would prefer to have the dh not in the national league and that's going to change i'd kind of prefer that too people are going to complain about that weird i I mean because it does make more sense from 
an entertainment standpoint, watching pitchers hit, it's a weird novelty act when they actually get a hit, and there's a few pitchers that are good, but I think it's more of a strategic standpoint and how you use double switches during times like that. And I just like the National League and American League being different, even though I'm okay with interleague. We've had it since 97. I still like that rule being a little bit different because it does bring in a different strategy it does. in the World Series. I want uniformity, is to quite honestly, is my thing. I don't think the league should be playing under different rules. So if you're going to get rid of the DH, which they won't do because it creates more jobs and the players will never go for that. That's why mm-hmm. they're, the players are the biggest advocates for the universal DH anyway because it creates more jobs for people. Bonds could still be playing. Probably. <laughs> he, he could have been DHing for the Yankees for years still. if he wasn't. Pseudo blackballed for all. Well, I don't know. Cheating. He lost all that weight. Would he still be able to hit sixty home runs right now? Yeah, he looks much different. Well, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> He'll get you thirty. Yeah. So I just want uniformity. I don't like people playing under different rules within the same league. So if we're gonna not have a DH, cool. Nobody has it. It's a different if, league. Though. If one league's gonna have the DH, it's a different league. They still play the same World Series, don't they? You know. <laughs> they and do. And I know it's different in different ballparks. But I'd rather there be uniform. The, the rim is not a certain hi- height in the Eastern Conference and a different height in the Western Conference. And I know that's an extreme example. Yeah. But, I mean, it's you're playing under different rules in the same game. It's in an the advantage same when you look at statistics and offensive numbers. They're always bigger in the American League. Right. Uh, I just always like managerial strategy. And we'll have the skipper on, Kevin Kennedy, on yeah. soon enough. We'll talk to him about this and how it changes well, how you manage a game. You know what? Unfortunately, the managerial strategy is being taken out more and more that analytics have come into the mix because everybody's either looking for a strikeout or a home run. So, I mean, the strategy yeah. of the game is already is already losing a bit of its luster. And quite honestly, the D, adding the DH universally is going to take away from it even more. So let's not do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good hey, point. I'm fine. Let's, not, let's take it away from the AL. I just want to do, I want, uh, I want to do a universal. They've had it there for so long. I, I I agree. I don't like that they have it, but they've had it for so long. I, I, I don't see that. There is some tradition there that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Even though I'm not a traditionalist. I, I I'm okay with I'm speeding up the games. I'm right. okay with the pitch clocks. Right. But I also don't need so much of a drastic change in baseball, like with Justin Turner talking about ending games with a home run derby well, that's either. Stupid. That's stupid. But some fans would love it. Oh, of course. Fred Rogan would. He wants, Fred loves he anything wants that's different. Chaos. Fred, Fred wants them to use like stuffed animals as baseball bats to try to hit, to the, hit home runs. The ones that are in the stands yeah, right now? Yeah, for the KBO. In the seats. He wants to grab. He wants Justin Turner to take SpongeBob and try to hit dingers with that. That's what <laughs> That's what Fred wants. I don't know. The crab guy could probably do some damage. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> get squid Those in the arms. Mix, no doubt. Uh, well, unlike the uh, Major League Baseball, NBA has their stuff together. They at least have a plan in place. The coldest part about Major League Baseball... They still haven't gotten their safety protocols under under wraps yet. They haven't even talked about what's who are being quarantined, where, how they're going to play, what are the logistics from a health standpoint. The NBA has hammered all this stuff out yeah. over the last couple of months. They found a way to get all this stuff together. They work in concert with their players' association more so than even the NFL does, to be honest. Yeah, and that's what makes the NBA players' association and the NBA as a league better. There's to be honest, a harmonious relationship, and it's because. They've been very progressive, and they listen to their players and don't shout yeah. down towards them like the other leagues do. They they understand their importance, and maybe there's something to it's a players' league. Yeah. And like Petros always says with the NFL, you're faceless out there because you're wearing a helmet. And when there's only ten guys on the court at once, they do run the league more. And, and one superstar if one guy can change. Out. Yeah, a superstar can change the uh, <clears throat> the likelihood of you winning a championship. 
in big ways. Mm-hmm. You can go from 20 wins and then getting LeBron back to Cleveland, and all of a sudden you're in the NBA Finals. So they they almost have to mm-hmm. play nicer with players. But they're still, they go above and beyond. They really do. They just want to make sure that they have a good relationship so when they do come to situations like this, which nobody expected, although there was some wording about pandemics in contracts, but to and get... the force majeure part, but I mean, yeah. no specifics. And really, when it did come to it, it was just like, well, the commissioner has the right to basically void all of your contracts if it happens, and we're in such financial strife that we can't play. Yeah. And that's kind of like the only way that it's, that it's labeled in there. They just get it, and it's mostly Adam Silver. Yeah. And it hasn't even been – it wasn't David battles. Stern. Yeah, Stern had his battles with the players. The – obviously, guys did not want the uh, uniform or out-of-uniform attire changed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the dress code changed. They didn't like that. They Some, didn't like. Uh, they didn't like Allen Iverson getting his cornrows braided on the bench. That was the best. Which is still one of the. That's like, legendary. Even I was like, come on, man. <laughs> even people I grew up in the hoods, we were still, I was still at home at that. I was like, Bruh, come on. That's how really was. Come on, AI. You can't be getting your hair done on the bench, brother. On, that's 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 and, next level. And during that time, and this would never happen today. Allen Iverson on the front of a magazine would have some of his tattoos scrubbed out. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't happen today with Adam Silver. Nope. David Stern had more of an iron fist with the way he ran the NBA. Concerned about the image of the NBA and it was getting too thugged up or whatever the word they used back then. Adam Silver definitely saw that and made some adjustments and knew when it was his turn, he was going to take things in a different direction. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't have issues and they haven't had many issues so far with working with players outside of what we've heard with Kyrie Irving. And it's not just him. It, Avery Bradley is involved. Dwight there Howard's were 100 involved. players on that call last right. Friday. How many of them were with Kyrie Irving and his line of thinking, we don't know, mm-hmm. but that's uh, the exception to the rule. But even you with have that, your superstar for the most part backing Adam Silver. Even within that, like Adam Silver was part of that whole commissioner's roundtable or a roundtable of interviews ESPN did earlier this week. And he was like, "Yeah, I hear Kyrie, and I hear what the players are saying. Yeah. And it's a negotiate. It's we still have to talk through it. He's not being defiant about it. Like, well, if you want to play, play, and if you don't, stay home. Like, he's not mm-hmm. he's not treating it that way. He's yeah. being very delicate about it. He's you know? not combative at all. He's yeah. very calm, mellow, measured with his words. Mm-hmm. Would never." Put himself in a corner like we saw with Rob Manfred saying that I'm 100% sure we're going to play baseball this week. And then a week later having to walk that back. He put his own balls in a vice grip when he said that. These nuts. Unbelievable. (laughs) But you know what? It's not. That's not an easy maneuver. That's baseball. Right. Before my wife does it, here I go. (laughs) Hand me the mason jar. So the NBA has their bubble plan in place. They had a 113-page document they released the other day talking about all sorts of safety protocols. Uh, wristbands guys can wear walking through different zones. It is extensive. Which is great. That means that it's, tells you how much work and how much thought they've put into this. And how much the MLB still has to yes, get done before was, guys are actually playing. That was gonna be my next point. Like the games part should have that was the easy part. They should have figured that part out first. Mm-hmm. How many games you were gonna play and prorated salaries and all that stuff. This is the most difficult part, what the NBA put together, yeah. and tells you just how far ahead they've been on this and how they've been thinking this through. When Major League Baseball, even if they come to a decision on 65 games or the owners give in to the 70 games, they're still going to have to hammer out all of this, which could have other hang-ups yeah. that take it longer into September or October. Dr. Fauci has spoken up about this and how seasonal and the second wave, the coronavirus coming could be a problem near the fall. Sure. 
And this is MLB something they said has back a long in March. way to go. Right. Now, one thing, I guess, that helps Major League Baseball, the union, as part of their proposal, did say they're willing to play in a centralized site got later in the season if, indeed, there's a second wave or if it gets so bad. So, well, that was the big hangup for the owners was we have to finish by September 30th or whatever it is because of the second wave of the virus coming along. Yeah. If the players say, well, put us in a centralized, sterilized location, we can continue playing. How many stadiums have retractable domes now? Doesn't Miami's Miami and Arizona's? Um, Arizona definitely has one because it's hot as balls down there. Um, <laughs> there's nuts. not many. Like, I mean, Minnesota's outdoors now, which still boggles my mind that they played indoors yeah. for all that long. And now they have, they never had to do rain outs or snow outs before. Now they do. But all they but need is one. One single site location. Yeah, exactly. Just like the NBA. And what's interesting to me about what the NBA is doing and getting players on board with this. I think the Rangers' new stadium might have a roof. I don't know. Okay. To double check on that. But people have said, well, this is just for the here and now. No, they may be in this exact same bubble in the start of next season come December. It's right. It might be likely. No. So there's almost a trial and error thing going on here. And I love the plan they put together. And how extensive it is and the safety protocol stuff being really well thought out because there are going to be problems. There are going to be issues. Oh, yeah. People are going to come up with people are going to be infected. Things are going to happen. I think part of the other reason, though, they're playing and they're trying to get this season in is to find out what works and what doesn't because next season they could be right back in the same boat. No doubt. Where they're all where they're doing this all over again. And we have to see go through this guinea guinea pig or you know mice in the maze trial test clinical trial testing to figure out what works for the nba's bubble and what doesn't i even like something that adam silver said and again i can't prove this because i don't know what their books necessarily look like but as part of that interview he did uh with mike greenberg he basically said like this doesn't actually from a financial standpoint this doesn't really help us all that much we're actually hurt financially by having to come down and do all this and do it all in short order but we feel like we owe it to the american people owe it to the fans of our game to give them something to look forward to 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 offer that that state of entertainment for them and if the players don't want to participate they don't have to it's totally fine it sounds we feel like we owe some we owe the american public to this is something baseball could have learned from by the way yeah but they're completely disconnected from reality (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, not the, clueless. Not the first time that's happened. Out of touch. And look, I do can't get out of their own way. And I like how the NBA look and say if you if you physically cannot, and they they have to submit all these medical records and double and second opinions and all of this to determine who's fit to come and who's not. And mm-hmm. if you're deemed not fit to come, they'll still pay you. And if you just don't want to come, they won't dock you for it. They'll just say you won't get paid your salary. And I don't begrudge anyone that not would coming. not want to come and play in Orlando, whether it's because of family reasons and you don't want to be away for that long, because even the teams that aren't going to make it into the official seven-game series first round of the playoffs, they're still going to be there for about a month. Yes, right. The Washington Wizards, the Phoenix Suns, who have Slim and none, and Slim got shot last week. What does Charles Barkley always Something say? Something like that. You know. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Chances are slim to none of those teams getting in. They're still going to be isolated and under some really difficult conditions. Not yeah, well, obviously they're still living a lavish lifestyle. I have a problem with this though too. It's like, oh, you guys are living lives of luxury. Why are you complaining about being in this five star resort? It's like, okay, yes. 
But recognize these are these are professional athletes that make a lot of money. Yeah, they this already is not a live step one. up. This is not a no. step up from what they do anyway. They already live in mansions. Right. They already are millionaires. Right. So if you're if you're a middle class family and you're they had to hold you up in a, in a Hollywood Inn or Holiday Inn, it's like all right, it's nice. It's not that much nicer than my house. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be stuck here for three months. So that's what it is. They're comfortable in the homes they are living in, which is why so many guys want to come back home and yes. play there, like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And how many of us have always said, you know, uh, six games or six days or seven days into a long uh, vacation? Yeah, we're having fun, but damn, I really want to go home now. Mm-hmm. I've done everything I can on the resort, or I've done everything I've seen, everything I want to see in the city. There's no place like home. That's six days. These motherfuckers are going to be out there for three, some of them four months. Don't sit here and tell me, like, oh, they're entitled and they shouldn't complain and they're babies because this is what people have been saying. And it's like, just put yourself in their shoes for a second, for a half of a second. And they're putting themselves at risk to come down with COVID-19. Not only that, but, I mean, they have to ramp their bodies up for conditioning. This is Some players have brought this up. Kuzma's brought it up. And other players who are up for Donovan Mitchell who are up for second contracts. Mm -hmm. What if I blow out my knee? Because I was in condition, then I deconditioned, now I'm back in condition for seven or eight games, and then all of a sudden I get injured over something that might not even be worth it. If you're somebody at the bottom of the standings, like you mentioned, if you're Kelly Oubre or whoever that plays for, I think he's out for the season now anyway, I saw the other day. But somebody who's playing for one of these middling teams at the bottom. This is far from being convenient. Yeah, Convenient would be staying home and laying on your piles of money like the scene in breaking bad or scrooge mcduck they they don't need to do this and we're talking about 22 teams not four not the top five teams not the top 10 teams 22 teams are going there and yes talking about more of the league than not the teams that are going to be the most competitive and they're advancing throughout the playoffs they're going to be there for about three months a long time three months of this living a completely different type of life where you are under Really, a microscope beyond anything we've seen before, it's going to be like Big Brother. It really is. And it's for their own benefit. It is to keep them healthy. And I don't like how some players have been like, it's too restrictive, while at the same time saying, is it safe? You can't have it both ways. Wasn't that one of Kyrie's things, too? Yes. Isn't that what he said? If you don't have it this restrictive... You might come down with coronavirus. Right. <laughs> You're like, putting your health at risk. Well, I mean, th- one of the jokes somebody had was like, are people dressed up as Goofy and Minnie Mouse going to be walking the top of the wall with like sniper rifles to take out anybody that tries to leave? Uh-huh. And like, no, no, that's not. They're going to have the right to leave if they want, but it's not going to be without penalty. So if you oh, leave. Oh, there's a deterrent. Yeah. So if you leave. You come back, you're going to be automatically quarantined, and for is it ten days, I believe, or at is it, least is, I it, think. is it at least ten days, and then you're going to lose the amount of money you would have made on that game, the game or games that you missed. And so you're hurting your team. A when deep you do that. nasal swab, <laughs> one that starts up your ass and ends up coming out your nose eventually. <laughs> I don't know if that's something anyone wants to go through. That's funny to me. They're it, saying, hey. You want to leave? Okay. But you come back, and the testing is going to be more yeah. uh, invasive. And the thing is, I mean, do you want to be that guy? And you know, Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do is it. Is J.R. Smith on anybody's roster? I've asked this, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's not yet. Okay, cool. Because I was like, there's somebody out there that's going to try to leave and hit up the strip club one night. Knuckleheads. And they're going to come back, and they're going to be, you know, and they, they're going to be an important part of that team. Well, sexually, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Now, yeah, Colin Coward talked about this the other day, too. How are these guys going to be locked up for a, for a month at least? 
and uh, not uh, and abstain from. We're not supposed to mingle with the employees there working at Disney who are not doing the same rigorous testing. The NBA can't do anything about that. And that's Correct. the one big crack or the pin that could pop the bubble. Somebody else. and then They are with wearing masks, yeah. and they are having their temperature checked. The Disney employees working at the hotel, but they're not wearing the aura ring right. that monitors you 24-7 and tells you when you're within six feet of someone else for more than five seconds and an alarm goes off. They're not even staying off. on the premises, by the way. Many of the employees yeah, are going, going back home. and forth. Yeah. They're the ones who could bring in the coronavirus. And the NBA, they don't, they don't have any authority over them. They sure can't don't. make them test anymore just because of NBA players are there. They're guests at the hotel. And then what happens if you're a young, single NBA player sitting down having breakfast, and here comes Molly with her mask on, and her eyes look real oh, pretty. Why don't you, know you pull I mean? that mask down just yeah, a little exactly. bit and see what you're working with in the face. Lord, him. And her face looks like Melina from uh, Mortal Kombat. What? Where she <laughs> <laughs> with the effed up grill. Put it back on, put it back on. But if not, what if she looks like looks like a pretty young thing or something, you know what I mean? And she's like, hey. P-Y-T. I'm staying in the yacht club, you know, with my with my other teammates, you know. So I uh, roll on through at 2.30 in the morning. and uh, There's no red rope keeping you out. Damn straight. Hop, hop aboard, ma'am. I, you know, I wonder. You know, these guys are now probably used to being pretty sexually active. We did, even have if a, women weaken knees and you're trying to win a championship, you're still getting frisky. Now they can still do their thing while keeping the mask on. We did talk about this. I think you were there that day on Rogan and Rodney. Where we talked about a story. Where was it? The CDC or someone else recommended that you have sex while wearing a mask. Oh yeah, you can do that. I said most girls make me wear like a Ryan Gosling mask anyways during sex. They paper bag me. See, there you go. Mm. Problem solved. Now you might have some breathing issues if you're, um, you know, doing your thing and you're wearing a mask at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I want to pass out from the sex. Which I find it funny that you can, it, it goes through your mucous membranes, your eyes and your mouth and your nose to a degree, but you can't get, but you can't get it from having sex with somebody. I, I find that interesting. I don't know if they've done a lot of studies. <laughs> On that, you should sign up, Adam. Maybe they'll pay you. Eric Pinkus should do it. He's already done the lockdown <laughs> That's he did. thing yeah, with the, his wife. The TV show. Have right. sex every day for yeah. seven days straight yeah. and see how that improves your relationship. Yeah. And so the NBA had this this tier, and people are trying to like, oh, who is uh, who is in the best hotel and who's in the worst? This it's is like, a class system. Yeah, is it though? First of all, this from, is the one way you can give away some home court advantage to it. But I mean, OK, so the Lakers and the Clippers are in the nicest hotel, the newest and the nicest hotel. Yeah. The Yacht Club ain't that bad either. Looking <laughs> at those pictures and those amenities. They're not actually living in yachts, right? No, that's just, just the name of the it's a hotel right next to a body of water. Yeah, that's the name. Yes, correct. So your views of the grounds are different. I know the Clippers, the Lakers, Beautiful the Bucks, views. the teams with the uh, who are staying in the the first or the most lucrative they're closest to the playing grounds. I think they're like 10 minutes, 10 minutes away. No one Whereas is the outside club, their hotel panhandling. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. The lowest tier hotel is still opulent. This ain't the Hooters Motel in Las Vegas, all right? It's a little <laughs> little higher standard than that. I haven't been there. I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. I think they I think they closed it down. They closed down a lot of Hooters. They did. The Hooters we used to go to we uh, shut here a few in downtown down. Burbank. That's right. Once we split 50 wings between us, yeah. we shut that place down. We did do that once or twice, didn't we? Those wings were good. They man. were. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they were good for a while. And then, something, right. then something happened. My butt hurt. <laughs> well, there, there was just... I blew up the bathroom. I was, I, I was pooping green. From those wings. I don't know what were, was in those things. All kinds of dyes. Well, the, the flavor changed. 
I don't know what happened. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they skimped they, on the sauce. They knew they already had us hooked in, so they didn't have to give us the good batches anymore. Well, they lost us. <laughs> and you know what? Is that place still open in Burbank? No, they're closed. That Hooters closed about two years ago. Is it a coincidence? We stopped going. The Ab- place shut down. Absolutely not. <laughs> we were up in there like, what, once you a week? You got to treat your regulars well. Okay? They, they know our do- names on the way in. <laughs> they, they didn't do that. I wanted my picture up on the wall. Mr. Figures, we have your usual table available. <laughs> Yeah, you got those picture tr- on the wall. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. I took down fifty wings by myself. That's right. Oh yeah, for winning one of those burger challenges. Half were bacon wrapped. Like the cardiac burger. You you eat the burger, you don't have to pay for it, and your <laughs> your face is on the wall. They have that at Fat Burger. Fat Burger has a giant. I forget what it's called. The triple fifty times XL. Is that what it's called? Uh, I, I know they have one. And because I walked in. Uh, to one now recently, this was probably two years ago, and they had pictures on the wall of all the people that were able to eat it. Would you ever really want your picture on the wall? Absolutely not. <laughs> For me to walk in and Ab- walk, hey, Kevin, <laughs> took down this 10-pound burger. Hey, did I know you from somewhere? It was a good burger, Walter. Didn't you eat a burger the size of Rhode Island? Yeah, that was you. In 10 minutes. That was you. That's, that's, Way to go. That's insane. That's crazy. That's but only the- okay if you uh, already have zero dignity and you're just really fat. Yeah. Also, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. You could be you could be like Barton, wash yourself with a rag on yeah. the stick. You want to be more morbidly obese? You're an American. That's right. You add, that's your right. If I want to drink a big gulp, damn it, then I will. I don't need the government telling me not to. Oh, uh, Mayor Bloomberg. You're 100% right. <laughs> Whatever works for you, you know. <laughs> so yeah, these guys are going to be fine, but not being able to be around anyone within six feet. When they yeah. first get there, it sounds like for 48 hours, they they're going to be trapped within their hotel room. Correct. You cannot leave your room. Now, unless you have the presidential suite, which my guess is there's only a couple of those, and you already know LeBron and AD and Giannis are getting that. LeBron James. <laughs> you already know how that works. Yeah. So, unless they just threw him a bone. Like, yeah, LeBron, you're staying in the janitor's closet. We're going to give this one. We're going to give Caruso the president suite for uh for this day. You know what I mean? He, he's earned it. <laughs> uh, the white mamba? Yeah. Or he's it, not the white mamba. Give it to that. Who was the white mamba? That was, uh, the, what's his name with the Boston Celtics? No, I Brian thought he was, the, no, he was the red mama because he's a redhead, right? I thought that was the guy from the Spurs. <laughs> Which one was that? The outside oh, Matt shooter. Bonner. Matt, Matt Bonner. Bonner. So Matt Bonner was the red Bonner. mamba. And Byron Scalabrini, former of USC, who was part of USC's last deep run into the NCAA tournament yeah. about uh, in 2000. Uh, yeah, of Celtic fame. Yes. Yeah, the white <laughs> the guy mamba. guy who played two minutes per game, the white oh, mamba. He was the mop-up guy. He was the they, human the, victory cigar. Yep, he was the. Uh, he I was, that was Scott Pollard. He was the ML Carr, the Scott Pollard, the who else am I thinking? Of? Oh, Darko, yeah. Darko with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. They're either up by twenty or down by twenty if he's getting in the game. Mitch Travis Richmond with the Lakers. Travis Knight with the Lakers. You know, That's Isaiah Ryder with the Lakers. Oh, that didn't end well. What happened with that? Well, I didn't know what happened, honestly. Yeah, well, <laughs> something we shouldn't even talk about, huh? It was falling out on the team. Things didn't really go extremely well. I think, oh, okay. yeah. So, I mean, uh, he was a little bit of a troubled man because he had a lot of talent. He did. He was, he was I an think amazing. He averaged athlete. twenty a game within his first five years on the Timberwolves. He was an amazing athlete for sure. Yeah. No. He did the Bayside dunk. Is that what it was called? The Bayside dunk. I've tried I don't this know. so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the what? dunk he did through the legs. He did it in college in the slam dunk contest with the Rebels, and then he did it in the pros. And it was called the Bayside Dunk. Is that because is he from the Bay? No. Is he from Granite Bay like you or what? Uh, now I'm thinking of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, the blow the whistle dunk. I, I don't know. That's too short. <laughs> Side dunk. Isaiah Ryder. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. Not the Bayside Dunk. Maybe. Not- Maybe. Maybe. So is he from Oaktown? Yeah. 
He's a Bay Area guy. The East Bay. Okay. Funk. Dunk. Hmm. There it is. He did it in both contests. I remember I saw him do it with the Rebels. I was like, he does this in the NBA. He's going to win that dunk contest, too. That made me think of, do they, they still did. make the East Bay magazines? They used to oh, send out. Used to, I used to love to so look at those shoes. circle all the shoes you were going to buy, and you got none of them. At least. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're going to go over there and get you those uh, those Larry Johnson shoes for $19.99. Those are the shoes you're going to get, Kev. I'm like, okay. That well. was our Sears catalog. Basically. Yeah. For the millennials. Mm-hmm. The Bay, East Bay. East Bay. Yeah. Oh, they had everything. Do they Every have? customizable style you could think of, too. Is that just Amazon now for the kids? Like, what? what is their version of East Bay? Or remember the Toys R Us magazine that came in the LA Times they, uh, during Christmas time? I, th- I think it's their version is just kids screaming, Mom, Dad, I want it now. Order it off Amazon Prime. So, that episode of The Simpsons we talked about, the video game one, I don't know if you saw this clip in it. Uh, where Bart was staring at the game, hoping that somebody would feel sorry for him and buy it, which uh, who the hell would ever do that? A little puppy dog. But eyes. this, but this little kid is with his mom, and she was like, "Don't you already have this game? <laughs> no, stupid! I have Bloodstorm and Bloodstorm Two, you moron!" <laughs> and Bart, and the mom just, she just wore it, and Bart was like, "That's the greatest parent ever, or something, yeah, right? <laughs> That's the best mom ever." <laughs> Shut up, mom. <laughs> and her kid controller like that. Yeah, Disgusting. Uh, like so those bad. super sweet 16 birthday parties. Oh, God, you're talking about the worst. You're about the dregs. <laughs> super sweet 16. Jesus. It gave us a great South Park episode. I remember, and it was uh, Petros's birthday yesterday. It was. Two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. He turned, well, I won't say what age. Who cares? Mm. And the only reason I knew is not because I'm a good friend. It's just because I saw it on Facebook. <laughs> I knew because somebody else brought it up. alerted. I oh, he Ronnie told, brought it up. He told Fred and I, or I said, oh, that's hey, what it I was. said, happy birthday, because I saw his poster, his uh, name light up on Facebook. Fred was right there. He was five feet away. And then all of a sudden, Petros was talking about how it's his birthday, and Fred goes, oh, it's your birthday? And the old piece like, yeah, didn't you just hear Adam say that? Quit no. trying to bite a real no, show. No, here's the thing. Fred's not effing with you. He can't hear. <laughs> like, Fred cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. Well, maybe for his birthday, we'll get him a hearing aid, old Fred. That's the cold part. He has them. Put so, him in. Now he doesn't wear them all the time. That's the thing, too. I don't know how he didn't hear me say, hey, happy birthday, P. <laughs> Fred's. Not even six feet away. Fred is in his own world. He was probably playing Angry Birds. He's on level five million. He's the only person left still playing Angry Birds. All right. He gets busy during the breaks. He, <laughs> he is a real good multitasker when he wants to be. Yeah. Uh, that's the frust. <laughs> my daily struggle. There you go. See, he's selective hearing. Yeah. Bingo. And working. <laughs> yeah, it's selective when I throw something at his head. That gets his attention. Um, but the NBA has their stuff together is the greater point. Major got, League Baseball. They got their ass together. Yeah, at least they're working towards it. And to your point, they're kind of doing some trial and error and figuring out what does and doesn't work in case this ever has to happen in the future. Major League Baseball can't even determine whether or not they're going to get on the field. That's sad. MLS is going to play. NHL has their plan in place. The NFL, I'm guessing, I believe that they at least have something working. I know Dr. Fauci said that you know he wouldn't recommend them trying to play outside of a bubble. And you can't. <laughs> can't really put 30 NFL teams inside of a bubble, so I don't know how they're going to work that out. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they're thinking about it. Single site location, that many guys on a team. Maybe they can just buy an island like Dana White. 
Yeah. Can they buy an island and construct an NFL stadium in Punt two months? And buy an island in two months. Can they do that? <laughs> Have NFL you island? kick a field goal into the sea, right? <laughs> it's like the San Francisco Giants Stadium. Now, Home I mean, to the Bay. You. Now, Hawaii, at least as of two weeks ago, they didn't have a single uh, test, positive test. I don't know what's happened since then, mm. but, I mean. Are they their own natural bubble? Aloha Stadium is down there. They're they're isolated from You're everything right. else. All those Pro Bowls. Now it is the only. The stadium's falling apart, but still. Yeah. The problem is it is only one stadium. And I, I have jokingly said on Fred and Rodney today, oh, they could just play at Pierce College like the old USFL team with, with, uh, Steve, uh, with uh, you know, uh, Steve Young and those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Kelly. And it was like, well, I mean, there's not going to be any fans anyway, so as long as the dimensions are 100 yards plus the end zones. Is, is USC football going to be going on? That Coliseum's pretty big. Mike Bone, the, or the Bonarino, as, uh, as Petros calls him, um, he says we're going to have a season, or they're planning on having a season with limited fans. We're going to have so a season, not, but not, we're not going to be able to play that game against Alabama for some reason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> darn. That oh, game's crap. not going to work out for well, us. That's what uh, I think it was Dan Patrick said this morning. He's hearing that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are discussing only playing conference games this year. <laughs> How convenient. Right. So USC will <laughs> hey, be able Pac-12's to. Pac-12's down. They'll be able to skirt right on by Alabama, you know. So <laughs> yeah, they probably still out. get their ass kicked by Oregon or something. What if know? everyone just goes to the Jerry Jones Dome? The newest, biggest, but even then, wonder the world. Texas, I mean, is having a giant up, up, uptick, you know. I don't think that yeah. the issue is probably not even like, oh, we have the infrastructure here in Los Angeles. Between the Rose Bowl, the Coliseum, the new Rams and Chargers Stadium, uh, multiple stadiums over. But, I mean, we our numbers are rising, and who knows what it's going to be in a couple of months. Hey, Florida's numbers are rising. Exactly. NBA's still going. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> now even in Orlando specifically, the Orlando airport, I saw that like 55% of the employees at Orlando at the Orlando airport were test tested positive. Now Holy the geez. now the thing about that too is the that the NBA has a leg up on this. Even if the players are passing through, they're going to be test tested and quarantined when they first get to the site. Mm-hmm. So if you test positive, they'll shuffle you off to the quarantine hotel, whatever whatever that is on the grounds, which yeah. I'm sure is pretty nice too. The isolation housing. Right. So they'll shuffle you over there until you get better. They said so, in terms of how that will work if a player does come down with the coronavirus. First, they're going to do a second test in case there was a false positive to confirm that they do have it. Then they just have to be asymptomatic. They have to have at least two consecutive negative test results more than 24 hours apart. But they also, the infected individual has to undergo and get cleared by an NBA consulting infectious disease physician. Yeah, they ain't So those around. are the three ways to get out of being in isolation, in quarantine. And I'm glad if there's, you test positive. there's three or four different channels or three or four different phases you have to pass before they let you out. This is not yeah. something they can play around with. This is so detailed. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It makes me feel stupid. It makes, me feel, it makes me feel good that people actually put in the work. And this is a collaboration with the NBA along with Disney on the grounds and all that, being able to put all this together in relatively short order. I mean, the rumors of this came out, what? What would you say? May? Maybe early May to late the April? The Orlando site and the bubble yeah, being there. Yeah, late April, early May is when this, this it was just rumored by one reporter on Twitter. And all of a sudden, this has come together in about a month, uh, in a month and a half span. Now, it's pretty impressive to me. They also have the snitch line. Yeah, I did notice that. The talk yes hotline. Lines are lighting up. I guess it's a good subject. I mean, y'all ain't hear this from me. 
Yeah. But I saw Terrence over there in the corner talking to old girl who was serving the lobster. You going to do Terrence Mann like that from hey, the Clippers? you know what I mean? I just say no last things, man. I just say it was Terrence. It's an anonymous hotline. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's anonymous for reporting It's anonymous purposes. On, on your part. Yes. This is uh, dropping that dime. This on is him. Matt Smith. Matt Money Smith. Huh? No. Just like you would give an alias. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever you are, but you would just say, hey, I saw so-and-so doing X, X, Y, and Z. You might want to keep an eye on him. The Jane Doe. Or deactivate his ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, these aren't like wristbands that like they can shock you or something, is it? It's not one of those things. <laughs> like if you walk past a certain perimeter, you just start you start getting shocked. You mean the shock collar like that's yeah, on a dog? Exactly. Those so perim- you don't have to put a fence around your yeah, perimeter? Yeah, one of those perimeter collars. <laughs> yeah. No, but they do say this aura ring, this smart ring, and I went to their website, and I haven't found this version of it. But they're saying it predicts COVID-19 symptoms up to three days in advance with 90% accuracy. And I have seen people come out and say, well, do people on the front lines, do medical professionals have these? And some do. And I okay. think that's how they've come to this data of 90% accuracy within three days in advance that's of huge. you having any symptoms. First of all, all now, medic- hopefully they don't malfunction because 90% accuracy. So a player that's a superstar that has a big game coming up and the ring starts blinking or however it alerts you, all of a sudden that guy's out and we don't even know for sure. Right. But maybe then they'll test him. That's the thing. They're, they're not going to just go off of whatever the ring says. They're going to yeah. test him to make sure. Because I'm sure there's going to be a deep nasal swab, though. Well, you were the most uncomfortable test. <laughs> I know it hits home, especially for you, because of your. Uh, That's your, going to be a new category on na- Pornhub. Your nasal issues throughout the years, too. People so. are going to have deep nasal swab fetishes. <laughs> But it also measures uh, body temperature, respiratory yeah. functions, and heart rate. And you it's know the ultimate they, activity tracker. But you know where they got this from? The idea of using this, and I know this because I pulled this for Jonas Knox's show a couple of weeks ago, was Germany. Uh, their Bundesliga Basketball League, who they're doing a very similar bubble situation. Mm-hmm. They're using very similar technology. Uh, I don't know exactly who invented it or where it came from. I think the company yeah. might be a German company, the Aura. Okay, and so they started using it first, and they said the NBA was closely monitoring how mm. the Bundesliga was using it and des- and going to decide whether or not they should use it for theirs. See, bubble. that's wicked smart. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. They already had a guinea pig league out there doing some of similar things that the NBA is going to try out. Yep, so... I said the NBA has this, I mean, down to a T. They have, seems like they have every, and I guarantee you something unexpected is going to happen because it always does. It still will. You could have every single, you know, I dotted, T crossed, whatever, you know, you want to use, and something unpredictable will pop up. But at the very least, it seems like they're as prepared as they can be. Yeah. You know, they're as prepared as they possibly can be. This is thorough. Yeah. This looks like a sound plan to keep the bubble integrity intact. Right. (laughs) The integrity of the bubble intact. This is all you can hope to do. Yes. And there are penalties if you leave the bubble without permission. Like you could get fined. Stringent testing. That's not enough. But you could get suspended for games. You will be. I mean, if you you leave and you're not excused... You get removed from the yeah. campus. Yeah, there's a, a lot of penalties that can be levied on your head. You know, <laughs> repeat offenders may be subject to enhanced discipline, more nasal swabbing, deep nasal swabbing, even right. if you have no symptoms at all, just for the heck of it. You really hung up on the nasal swabbing. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's going to sign up to be the nasal swab guy. I don't want it to happen to me. I will fly down. No, not no for you to do it to other people. It sounds like you're getting a kick out Those of this. Those swabs can't handle this nose. Oh, they can't? <laughs> they break right they off. They ain't ready for that nose jelly? Is that what it is? <laughs> so the NBA has their stuff together. Yeah. Where are you at, baseball? 
Where are you at? The hell are you? They even Where have. Where the hell you at, man? Is that in there? Did you put that in the machine? <gasps> I do have this. Where the hell you at, man? That's Adam Austin. Where the Austin. hell you at, man? With a disgruntled Laker fan out at the. Which Blaze one? Pizza. Which Blaze Pizza was this? Was this Culver City? Something like that. Was that the one? Because that's the one LeBron tweeted about. One right? I would never go back to. Damn. I'd get PTSD. Oh, did you actually. It was hot that day, Kevin. I was did, out there for eight hours. Did you order a pizza before you left? No. <laughs> Because they were giving away some free pizzas still, and no. that line yeah. was worse than the Matterhorn. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Splash Mountain-esque. Yeah. It was 100 bad. degrees out. The worst was Space Mountain, when you know you get inside and there's air conditioning, but you have to stand outside for an hour just to make it in. Yeah. You feel like, man, I, I made it. I don't have to get on the ride now. I just ain't got to sweat my balls off standing outside in line no more. Man. Well, better wait in the line for that ride, though, than like uh, the bumper cars. You know. That's True, but Space Mountain's got some twists and turns. Still doesn't beat Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That's a good ride. That's that's my favorite. What now, about the teacups, though? Overrated. What? Overrated. What, did you throw up once? Maybe. <laughs> no, I've never thrown up on a ride before. It's good. It's fun. It's okay. But I've always been more of a Mr. Toad guy. I or get competitive with the teacups. I really turn <laughs> that dish. Really, do, You're really making some moves in that dish. It's still spinning when I get out of that thing. Funny how that works. <laughs> I make the next person that gets on throw up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm pissed off of the Matterhorn, even though I haven't been on it. But it's I heard closed they, like half the time. Well, that and they took out the abominable snowman. Well, ate too many kids. No, they say they say he was too scary. He's supposed to be wait, scary. Wait, wait. I thought they just took away his red eyes. Yeah, they took his eyes away and made him like this playful, joyful, hop around, happy, whatever. You're a bitch. He ain't supposed to be happy. Supposed to bite your mother effing face off. <laughs> That's what the abominable snowman is supposed to be about. They used to get me. You, can, you keep acting up. I'm, I'm going to sick the snowman on you. They said that to me when I was on a field trip. I remember. I was like six years old. Shape up. Yeah. I was, we're going to go back and get that, call the snowman. Like, no. Real you, true talk. Real talk. You think uh, they could still use that in Orlando? Hey. The abominable snowman. If you leave the bubble, it's like ski free. Yeah, they should. <laughs> that monster will run up and kill you, and there's nothing you can do about it. They should pay Shaq. To dress up as the abominable snowman and make him look as menacing as possible. Uh, the snowman will dunk on your ass. And Shaq is a Shaq is a trained police officer, so I mean they should they should mount him with a camera. I would pay to see that. Shaq Valence. Yep. Shaq is like he's a bounty hunter looking for NBA players, rogue NBA players. That'd who be left a good reality bubble. show, isn't it? Yeah. I'm all for it. Shaq on the perimeter. Yeah. The perimeters <laughs> of the bubble. That'd be great. I'll be all for that. Sign that up, A&E. And then, of course, D'Angelo Russell with the camera. <laughs> it's been said, I know, but we all but thought of him immediately. Good. But it's still good. It's still good. Now, speaking of Shaq, let's get to some rap news. It does not feature Shaq. Thank <laughs> God. Hi, Kurt Little with an MTV News. I the news Touts the virtues of a machine that automatically smacks a wife or girlfriend into line. A generation raised on me. Even though we were going through our drama, I would never wish death on nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because ain't no coming back from that. Who this is an artist called Eminem. It's spelled funky. Look, Chris Brown is accused of assault and battery. So we talked about J. Cole releasing a track a couple of days ago. I saw him trending. Yeah, called Snow on the Bluff. He was not trending for the right reasons. Uh -oh. Um 
He's getting dragged. Yeah, a little bit. Because in the song, many people believe he's making reference to a, a female rapper named No Name. Now, quite I, I've heard of her, but I don't I, know any of her music. I don't recognize her name. Yeah, she's she's relatively new. <laughs> no Name. But she's very conscious. Yeah, and her name is No Name. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I guess all the other names were taken. Exactly. A is better than some of these other. She could be a little, little no name, you know, like everybody else is these days. Yeah, someone will take that too. But uh, so she tweeted out a few days ago and talking about the protests that are going on uh, around the country. Her tweet said, quote, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety. And y'all favorite top selling rappers not even willing to put up a tweet. Ninja's whole discographies be about black plight. And they're nowhere to be found. Mm. So she's talking about a lot of these mainstream rappers who rap about, you know, equality and we're being oppressed and all this, and but none of them are actually out in the streets doing anything about it. Now, some hasn't of, Kendrick already made like three albums that discuss everything that's happened? Sure has. Basically, <laughs> they've been ahead of this. Basically, but apparently the the fact that they're they're not boots on the ground out in the street was J Cole. It was, by the way. Haven't we seen some? I have definitely seen J. Cole for sure. Okay. We've talked about Killer Mike. Not that Killer Mike is a top-selling rapper like that. He should be. Run the Jewels, their latest album, RTJ4. Amazing. Listen to it. Kendrick, Kendrick uh, Lamar has talked about how Killer Mike's if, one of his if you guys actually wanted substantive rap, you'd be listening to Killer Mike and you'd be platinum by now. For years. Yes. Well, that that's what uh, Jay-Z said about we were talking about Common earlier. Um, you know, basically he said, like, he said, if I rapped like Common, I wouldn't be as popular as I am. Right now, um, he said. He said. He said I, I forget the exact lyric, but something like I have been rapping like if I rap like I had common sense, I wouldn't make any money. I haven't rapped like common sense, huh. something like that. That's a good line. So I used to rap as if I was socially conscious, but I realized I wasn't gonna make it if I did that. So I'm not gonna rap that way. So you know? I guess people can't complain. Because the people who do rap about real things going on don't get as much love for it. Some do. I mean, but you have to have a healthy mix of it. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. you know, for, for uh, all of his, you know, Blacker the Berry or all of his uh, How Much a Dollar Cost. Swimming he, Pools he swimming is the biggest hit. And stuff like that. Or the, yeah. what's the song he did with Drake uh, with the, the Janet Jackson remix. Whatever. I don't listen to I, Drake I, for, songs, I forget so. the name of that. No, it was a Kendrick song. <laughs> oh, okay. But Drake featured on it. Oh. Um, I forget the name of it. It's sampled a Janet jump Jackson man, song. Jumpman, Jumpman. No, that's that's Future. Oh, I definitely don't listen to that song. That's Future and Drake. Uh, and so J. Cole released a song called Snow on the Bluff, and many people believe he was taking a shot at No Name for the tweet that she sent out. Uh, mm. Part of the lyrics that he sent, uh, he says, I scrolled through her time. And he says, he's not. he doesn't say anybody's name. But this is how the song essentially starts. I scroll through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers. She's mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at my ninjas. She's mad at our ignorance. She wear her heart on her sleeve. She mad at celebrities. Low key, I'll be thinking she's talking about me. And so people are saying the she he's referring to is no name, okay. even though he doesn't say her name. But she's the only person in the rap industry who has had a tweet like this. Uh, in these recent days, he goes on to rap. And this is the part that actually got people up in arms. Now, I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism. So when I see something that's valid, I listen. But S, it's something about the queen tone that bother that's bothering me. He says there's something about her tone that's bothering me. So a lot of women got upset saying like, so is she supposed to have a, a different type of tone? Is she getting mouthy? Do you think that she's like talking above her pay grade or something? Mm. People thought it was a misogynistic thing for him to say. So much so that the other day on Twitter, hashtag J. Cole is over party was trending. 
Sounds like No Name has made a name for herself because everyone was backing her up. Well, many people were. It, I mean, many people. I mean, Chance the Rapper was. I mean, Chance the I Rapper, like Chance. he's collaborated with J. Cole in the past. He was, was the indie rapper that broke through. Right. The hit song for the Grammys. He's collaborated with her or he as won well. Album of the Year. He did. He did. Didn't even, didn't promote it, didn't, I mean, it was essentially, it was a mixtape that ended up turning into an album. I really like him on that song. I'm the one, yeah, with Biebs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, that was a, a DJ Khaled production. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good song. Great yeah. video, fool. So J. Cole got a lot of uh, backlash from people calling him a misogynist, and so he eventually did respond. Here is what he posted on Instagram. Uh, good morning. <laughs> sh- it's going down. <laughs> no, it's really not that bad. <laughs> I stand. I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. Right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it was honest. Some assume to know what the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody what to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversation and criticism. But let me use this moment to say this: Follow No Name. Ooh. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She has done, she has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, a ninja like me is just rapping. Uh, I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs. And I feel that in these times, that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other, unquote. That was a long way of saying agree to disagree. Exactly. So he didn't really apologize. He didn't apologize at all because he says, I stand by everything that I said in the song. Wait, why is it misogynistic or sexist to criticize a woman the same way you would a man? Isn't that gender equality? Say you would say that too. So I don't appreciate the queen's tone. And, and so I don't know you're if you're inferring he's talking about her anyways. Did he right. ever admit to that? He never admitted that it was her. But I mean, you can reasonably guess that he was talking about her. Read between the lines. Yeah, there's there's no one else that he would be talking about that would have made a tweet that's talking about she the was same talking s- about him. subject matter. So you know? what? Yeah. It, well, I think she was she was making a sweeping generalization of a bunch of, of mainstream rappers. Yes. Uh, of mainstream rappers. I'm going to go off of what Chappelle said in his latest... Celebration, bitches? <laughs> oh, his latest YouTube uh, stand-up. Or, I could go with that. Or, Celebration, bitches! Or sit-down, whatever you want to call it. It was great. Yeah. I watched it as soon as it dropped. I was one of the first 10,000 people to click on that link. I felt pretty cool. But did you click the like button, Adam? Oh, I should have. Oh, you mother... I, I just never do stuff no, like that. I, I never think about it. I know. And that, but, it makes me resent people more, and it shouldn't. That. Make sure you click the like button. It's like, well, that's not happening now. <laughs> It probably wasn't going to happen anyway. Stop begging. But we do encourage you to click give us five stars on oh, the yeah. rating on the uh, on the well, FNA podcast. Well, now that was different. It's different, yeah. <laughs> on the F- <laughs> at podcast.com or on the iHeartRadio app, or if you're listening on iTunes, give us a five-star rating and tell us how much you love us. It's very important. It is. <laughs> Subscribe also. Yes. <laughs> but Chappelle said, because he was taking the same heat, he referenced Don Lemon calling out celebrities, right. which you didn't like. No. And Chappelle said, I didn't need to say anything because I've been the one criticizing news outlets looking for (laughs) thoughts from celebrities like Jaw. What does Jaw say about this? His old stand-up on that. Yeah. Well, what was that? Hurricane Katrina? It was, yeah. Like, why do y'all care what these people have to say about it? And he was self-deprecating and saying, I'm just a stupid comedian. Why are you looking to me? And then he made the point that the streets are speaking for all of us right now anyways. Mm-hmm. It's being said. What you're seeing happening reflects my thinking on this. I assume that's what he meant. 
Yeah, and I and to a certain degree, Jay Cole is even like I don't even pretend to be as well read as she is on this. I appreciate someone admitting I agree to their lack of knowledge on a certain subject, and that's why they're not going to interject with information that could be totally false or opinions that just aren't well formed. Right. Right. He says I love that. He said I don't read much, but I listen and I think. You know, and maybe you know he did this for his uh, for I am his Forest Hills. <laughs> Drive album and the one that followed where he was out in the streets and just talking to a bunch of people right after the Michael Brown situation happened in Ferguson. He was in the streets just talking to people, gaining information, hearing what he had to hear, you having that to basically formulate his thoughts. You mm. know, everybody, their process is different and how they put things together yeah. and being able to admit that he was ignorant about it. I don't know what the fallout or not ignorant about it, but just admit that he's open to a discussion about what he had to say with her. That gains points with me if I ever felt some type of way about what he said to begin with, which in the grand scheme, I don't necessarily because I think I understand what, what he was saying. I guess what he said is how he said it that that turned people off. It's how we, and there's but, especially but a lot of black women who feel that their voices are not heard and that they're right. marginalized. And there are black women within this movement that's happening right now that feel like their plight and their voice aren't being heard. Uh, a, a lot when it comes to this, that George Floyd is, uh, is kind of and what happened to him is a tragedy. Many other tragedies that have affected women are being overshadowed by that and that they don't have mm. as loud of a voice. I mean, few people, I'll admit it. Few people on this planet have been more marginalized than the African-American woman. I yeah. will absolutely say that 100 percent. As much as our plight as black men are, women have it even worse. And maybe that's what she was sensitive to. It was. I can almost guarantee you that's what it was. But you're also saying you know what's in J. Cole's heart. Right. Or he's people not like him. Right. He's in trouble for not speaking. Yeah. He could get in trouble for saying something, too. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. 100%. He's in a no-win position. 100%. And if it's something that he's ignorant on or doesn't know enough about, which he admitted later, I should give him kudos for not doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know? So, I love what he said. Yeah. So I feel like he's getting a little bit more brownie points after releasing what he released on Instagram, but... It did, uh, it did set many people off. So there you go. All right. Uh, 949-478-1197 is the number, and none of you bastards left us a call, phone call. <laughs> what the hell's wrong? You got raped by the callers. The hell you at, man? Can't get raped. Jeez. Got no calls. Where the hell you at, man? Is this, is this true? <laughs> we f- do love it when you call the Talk S hotline, yeah. and you win when you call the Talk S hotline. You get a free T-shirt. Yeah, if you haven't won a T-shirt yet... And I'm still waiting for the DM. And uh, forgive me, who called us the other day and said that they had not received their shirt? Jimmy. You got to hit me on the DM. DM me at KFig1. Even if you have to create a Twitter account, a burner account, just tweet just tweet me in the DM not at KFig1. It's really not. They literally ask for your email, your social security number, your address, four different aliases, your mama's maiden name. And then they'll get you right in. That's all you need. And Kevin's at KFig1. I'm at follow Adam A. We're at FNA Show on Twitter. FNAPodcast.com. Click on the Amazon link before you buy stuff at Amazon. Just use our portal to get you there. Yep. Can you bookmark it? Yes. If you click on it, you click on the link, bookmark it in whatever browser you use, it'll take you straight there every time. Okay. Well, straight there. So click on the Amazon link on fnapodcast.com and once it takes you to that splash page for amazon.com bookmark that there's bookmark. a lot of you iphone users too you can do that We're too. on itunes yeah and if you have look if you purchase things on the amazon app on your phone you can do the exact same thing download the amazon app open a browser go to fnapodcast.com click on it it'll ask you to open up the amazon app and we'll still get credit if you do it that way, too. Huh? There's many ways to support our show, but that's a pretty darn good one. We Damn haven't straight. done our Kickstarter yet. 
Well, we're working on it. <laughs> we might. <laughs> we're working on it. Uh, we will be off the next couple days. We'll be back Monday or Tuesday of next week. We'll have some geek news for you or some... Well, stranger than fiction, maybe. Well, that's always fun. Although the world's so crazy right now, it's like, uh, <laughs> can I find any stories that aren't politically loaded? Politically driven? Yeah. Uh, they're there, I guess, if you look deep enough. Yeah. There's always people doing stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that stole some bologna and stuffed it down his crotch a couple of weeks ago. Oh. That just missed the cut of one of my stories I was going to do for uh, at Fox Sports Radio over the weekend. Oscar Myers. Yeah. Not a fan of that. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of what bologna tastes like sometimes. <laughs> um, someone's crotch. <laughs> I was never a bologna guy, by the way. Never saw I don't this. like the thick, never saw ass cut bologna. I don't like it. I just don't like the way it tastes. The kind you'd make a smiley face with and leave no. it on someone's car overnight and it would stay there forever. It would wreck their paint job. Yeah. But Sounds I never like do you, anything like you know, that. Yeah, you have no experience in doing no. something you like that. You don't do that. You don't key someone's car. Of course not. We heard from Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. Right. He would kill someone. And I'd think about it. I'd be, well. To key my Nissan Altima. I don't care if you're a scorn lover of mine. Especially if you're a scorn lover of mine. Yeah. That's a coward's way. <laughs> don't you be right, little D on the side of my car. <laughs> <laughs> they spray paint little D on it. <laughs> Hell hath no fury. That's damn straight. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for your support. As Adam mentioned, we're back next week with another edition of the FNA podcast. Have a good weekend. Where the hell you at, man? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.